0: is robert i am the recovery guy welcome back to recovery guy podcast it is so good to have you with us today uh, so often i wish you could all join me in studio it's not a real big room but i could probably uh, fit 20 or 30 of you in here. And on a good day, we'd see how many people we could get into the Volkswagen, right? I could probably do 40 or 50 of very close friends. (laughs) Having said that, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be talking about recovery. I'm glad that you are my audience and I'm grateful every day for this recovered life that I have been given. And that is the very simple title of today's podcast, The Recovered Life, because that's what we live. You know, when when I first came in here over 36 years ago, I lost the ability to know how to live. At best, I was surviving, and we're going to talk about that as we go today. Uh, Before I go any further, I do want to invite you in to ways to support this mission, to support this outreach, to support our desire to help others go from broken to whole. As so many of you know, everything I do is is free of charge. All of my podcasts, over 230 podcasts, 150 blogs on my website, um, Uh, Jonathan and I work together to make sure that we can keep active and keep these resources available uh, to you and anyone that you think would find value in uh, learning one day at a time how to resurrect or reinvent themselves, as it were. So now that COVID is over and... And I'm traveling again and speaking again in California, in Florida. I'm going up to Idaho, back to California uh, later on this month. Uh, You can help finance that. What I've done is I have um, gotten some promotional material together. It's a drawstring bag, four um, wristbands, and a 10-ounce covered ceramic mug, all with Recovery Guy on there uh, as a thank you uh, to your donation, your gift of $50, I will send this to you. And I'll make it very simple for you. I am on Venmo. You can go to Robert-Pardon, P-A-R-D-O-N, hyphen three. So Robert-Pardon, hyphen the number three, and you can donate $50 to this outreach. And what that does is It allows me to gain some of the funds that I spend thousands of dollars throughout the years. And I know many people ask me how they can be a part of it. And this is how Um, it, it helps with airfare, with gas prices, with my travel, my hotel, because again, I deal with so many nonprofits and I don't like to... Not go if they can't afford or if they don't have a budget, Um, but at the end of the day, it does put a strain on my personal finances. And again, I know so many of you are so supportive and want to know how you can be a part of this outreach, uh, this mission of ours. So go to Venmo and I'm at robert pardon 3 donate $50. This is very important though. In the notes section, please leave me your address where you can get this, either a PO box or physical address here in the domestic, uh, the lower 48 plus Hawaii and Alaska. And I will send this to you. You'll get it in three to five days. Again, a drawstring bag, uh, four wristbands, and a 10 ounce ceramic mug. Your help will go so far in helping me get out over the next three or four months to many, as many opportunities as possible. I've got a goal of, of uh, raising $4,000 to do so to help uh, uh, work with my expenses throughout the summer. And again, you want to be a part of that. Thank you so much in advance for all that you do. Just make sure I have your address so I know where to send the thank you gift to. So having said all that, let's talk about the recovered life. You know, in the beginning, as so many of you, whether it's pornography, whether it's a behavioral addiction, or whether it's an addiction to a substance, alcohol, drugs, what have you, we do everything we can in the beginning to survive, So it's don't pick up the first drink, don't pick up the first drug, don't go to the strip club, don't go into the casino, don't go to the sports book, don't go to the buffet. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever we can do to not pull that trigger of self-destruct. That is our victory every day. As we begin to change from the inside out and life doesn't seem to be as much of a hurry or as drastic or Mr. Toad's wild ride as it once was as we're implementing or inserting a plan of recovery into our life. We've got some accountability with the sponsor, with the mentor, with the priest, with the pastor, with an imam, with a rabbi. Uh, we're going to him or her in seeking counsel. And, and we started to create a sobriety a support network around us. And again, once we start applying the plan of recovery, then our commitment to abstinence is part of that plan. In the beginning, it's only a commitment to abstinence. Again, don't drink, don't use, don't engage in that negative behavior. As we begin applying, then how we're living um, is more about what we're doing than what we're not doing. As I tell certain people, being sober is not doing something. Sobriety is doing something. Just because we're not doing something doesn't mean that we are doing something. However, if we are walking in sobriety, it means we are sober. Just because we're sober doesn't mean we have sobriety. But if we have sobriety, it means we are sober. Does that make sense to you? So today, the recovered life is exactly that. The recovered life is a way of living, I would even go so far, I'm going to use the N-word here. That's right, I'm going to say normal. I would even go so far as to say I live a normal life. And I'm going to talk about that and just sort of give you a rundown to see what kind of normality I have in terms of how I live out my life. Not that I want to read my life story into directly, but that's essentially what I'm doing, because learning how to live one day at a time in a brand new mindset, or as Chuck Chamberlain would say, Chuck C would say, a new pair of glasses is how we now approach life. So an example on. In May, I think it was just well, the, the end of April, I think it was um, April. I. Um, 16th, let's see, 17th, the 15th. So Laura and I went on vacation to um, Southern California and we went on vacation and uh, actually, no, it was the 22nd. It was the week after that. So it was the 22nd of April. We flew to Southern California. And what did we do? We got on the ground on Friday. We went and saw some friends Friday night. We enjoyed our Saturday morning and then we drove down to San Diego to be at a wedding with Laura's nephew and our new niece, uh, Shania. So we went to the wedding of Dylan and and his beautiful new bride, Shania. There we met with family, right? Very, very normal. Met some people uh, that we had never met for the first time, but our family. We met wonderful Natalie, and that was a great experience for us. And she's been a member of our family for a long time. We had just never met her. And then we renewed some relationships. Very normal, very normal, because that's what you would suspect a normal family does. Goes to normal gatherings. We weren't a part of, I wasn't a part, Laura's not an addict, um, nor in recovery, except she's recovering with me as a support me. Uh, However, you know, there was alcohol there, a full bar. And there was no need for me to drink. I live a normal life in that setting. Our our daughter Jane was there. Our niece Kayla was there. Her husband Ryan. And so we enjoyed that time. We left there. We came back. We started our vacation even more so enjoying the time. Go to dinner. We live a normal life. This is the recovered life. In the beginning, don't be impatient. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself at all, let alone too hard, because we'll graduate over time. Slow down. Allow life to work for you instead of you working so hard for life. My great friend, and I'll discuss him a little bit more, Steve M. Uh, Steve is saying, don't work for it. You don't have to work for it. It's no Recovery is no longer work. Let let it work for you, not you work for it, which is great advice from my dear friend, Steve. So here we are now. Now we we come back after this wonderful time together. And then I drive to Las Vegas the next day, right? I got clean and sober in Las Vegas. To some people, Las Vegas is a slippery slope. Uh, Not for me, because I live a normal life. I can be around alcohol I can be around gambling I can be around that that alternative life and not succumb to any temptation right it says that if tempted by alcohol we will recoil as if from a hot flame and we'll see this is this has happened normally right and because I live a normal recovered life. So I get into town on Friday and what does a normal person do? Well, a normal person looks up family. In the past, I would have avoided family because family, they could see me for who I was, not for who I said I wanted to be. But I had dinner with my daughter and her husband and my two grandchildren. That's what a normal person does in the recovered life. Then I hung out on Saturday morning. I'm giving you a rundown because I want you to see how this all works because it does work when you work it. So then later on that on Saturday, I had dinner, an early dinner with my daughter, Carol, and her boyfriend, Steve. God, I love that guy. Uh, And we had a great time together. Now, what's significant about that is Kathleen and Carol are the two daughters I walked out on at the height of my addiction, at the lowest of my lows. I sadly and embarrassingly abandoned my family. Give you an idea of how sick I really was. Because what person in their right mind walks out on innocent daughters? And a wife who was more than willing to work with me, providing I was willing to to make some changes. So here I am, dinner on one night, dinner the next night with my daughter and her boyfriend. And then what do we do? We go to an AA meeting together because on Monday, April 25th, I celebrated 36 years of personal recovery. 36 years, which is mind-blowing when you consider it. So I go to this meeting and my friend, Steve M, there's Steve again, Steve was actually in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous back in 1986 when I first got there. Steve had nine months sober, which was astounding to me. And Steve was my first temporary sponsor. So the first person who made an official investment in me was my dear friend, Steve M. And Steve, he'll have 37 years on September 27th. And Steve gave me a 36-year chip that he had gotten the previous year. So he's handing it down. This is normal. This is the recovered life. This is the way we can live one day at a time for the rest of our life. In this meeting, I met this person named Katie, and, and she actually shares a sobriety date with me. And she has 16 years of personal recovery, 16 years. And there was another person in the meeting. He had 313 days and he had driven up from San Diego and he came to this meeting. These are individuals who are living the recovered life, who are walking in a path, walking in a way that of course it says in the big book that demands rigorous honesty. You know, it says, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, right, are we painstaking? Are we willing to go to any lengths? Because this is how the recovered life occurs. It doesn't just occur because I want it to. It's not like I can sit on the couch watching soap operas, eating bonbons and wondering why I'm overweight and lazy. Doesn't work that way. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, certain things will then happen. We get up, we do the steps, we work a program that works. And it doesn't really matter to me if you're N-A-O-A-G-A-S-A. It doesn't matter to me if you're a 12-step group or not. I I really don't care. What I do care is that you live a recovered life. It's kind of like just like our, our higher power I'm a Christian, as most all of you know. I have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And yet, I have a higher power that works for me. Do you have a higher power that works for you? Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his care and protection with complete abandon. Who is your higher power? I'm not going to debate you as to who your higher power is, because I really don't care. It's none of my business. What does concern me is what does your higher power do for you? That's what I'm concerned with. If your higher power, as, as my dear friend and sponsor Slow Will says, if you're not happy, joyous, and free, if you're not a happy, grateful, recovered, alcoholic, drug addict, what have you, if you're not that, why not? All power comes from God. All power comes from our higher power. There is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now, right? So this is the recovered life that we live. One day at a time, we can walk through any circumstance. You know, there was a person on, on Twitter, one of, my, one of my threads. And the person, as they said, had relapsed again. And I asked them, what do you mean you relapsed? How many times have you relapsed? You know, and, and it was a number of times and they were on day three again. And and I said, what do you think is the cause? And, and they start telling me these life circumstances, how this happened and that happened and the other happened and this person did this and this person didn't do that. And next thing you know, they're relapsing. I'm thinking, it's not about what happened to you, it's about what you're not doing for you. Because what I have found when I am doing for me, what happens to me on the outside, although it will it can affect me, depending upon what I'm doing inside will determine how much and in what ways it does affect me. So I responded to this person. I said, look, according to the recovered life, you need to do this, that, or the other in order to get and stay recovered. You need to be honest, open-minded, and willing. Now, some of you may say, I'm being judgmental. Some of you might say, I'm being controlling. But you know what? I'd never known a person from the monotheistic religions of the world, from the Buddhist network, from the naturalist, from the mind over matter groups that I'm a part of, everyone essentially does the same thing. We just call it something different, right? We we solve for me, God, and others. I actually did a podcast on this about a month ago. If we solve for me, if we understand me, what's going on with me and 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 why I continue to do the things that I do and the choices that I make. If I solve for God that higher power, reconcile myself to God. Recon, reconcile yourself to God as you understand God as you understand right? It's your understanding. It's not my understanding. It's your understanding. It's your degree of comfortability and accountability. And if I solve for others, if I realize that I need to make amends to the people I have harmed, and then I need to go make a difference in the lives of others that God would present, my higher power would present to me in my life. And regardless of what background you come from, what recovery program it is, every one of those programs will have those three elements. Because again, you solve for yourself, you solve for your higher power, and you reconcile yourself to others that you'd harmed and others that you can help moving forward, and you can become well. You can live this recovered life. I guarantee you, that's one thing I will guarantee you. You know, when I, when I first um, realized I came back from my relapse back on April uh, 25th of 1986 was the last time. My last drink was my last drink uh, on on April 24th. And I walked back sober into the rooms of AA on April 25th, 1986. And after I was, uh, my sponsor, Max, had moved away by this time. And Jack was now my sponsor. Uh, Jack Fisher, God rest his soul, passed away with 44 years of personal recovery. And, And I was so afraid because I had come face to face with destructive self. And I realized that I might not have another recovery in me. Therefore the notion of relapsing scared me more and more and more. So I went to Jack and I said, Jack, what do I do to help ensure that I'll never have to go through this again? And Jack in his wonderful wisdom of serving others said to me, Bob, Let me tell you, I've never known anyone relapse who was actively involved in serving other people. So the short answer to your question is service. Go learn everything that you can learn. Come in alignment with your higher power and make it a point. Of making a positive difference in the life of at least one person every day. And, you know, and that's what I've tried to do. That's that's one of the reasons I have 36 years. That's one of the reasons that Steve will have 37 years or that Will has 41 years or or Buddy has over 44 years or Scott has 38 years and Eddie P has 37 years. That's the reason. Because we've solved for ourselves and reconciling ourselves to God as we understood God, coming in conscious contact with that power greater than ourselves, and then serving others after solving and reconciling and apologizing and making amends to those we had harmed, and then going out to serve those as part of our recovered life. I love step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So someone someone might say, well, when is this over? Well, it's never over. And I'm so glad that it's not. I'm so glad that recovery is a journey, not a destination. I don't ever want to be done. That's why I'm so excited about my recovery that's why i had this energy this zeal this this sense of gratitude every day because i know that every day is another opportunity to share my experience strength and hope with each other that we might solve our common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism pornography drug addiction compulsive overeating gambling you name it We all come in with all sorts of baggage by the time we get here. I'm no different, and you're no different as well. I've known so many people along this journey living the recovered life. And, you know, as a life coach, I actually take on people who maybe are not alcoholic or drug addict, but they've got other behavioral issues. And I also coach different individuals who don't have an addiction at all. But somewhere along the way, they lost their light. They lost their ability to guide their ship. And they need someone to sound off to to find a path that works. Maybe they have like a ship that's got good sails that can sail and get great speed. But somewhere along the line, it's, it's lost control of its rudder. It's lost control of its steering. It needs to understand how to get back into control so they can steer their ship in a path. You know, I Zig Ziglar, one of his great quotes in, um, in his goals class, he said, don't mistake activity for accomplishment. In other words, just because you're moving doesn't mean you're moving in the right direction. Stephen Covey would say, We climb the ladder of life and realize we are leaning against the wrong wall. First of all, are you climbing? That's the first question. The second question is, are you leaning against the right wall? Are you doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? See, that's a form of insanity. In the recovered life, the life that I live, guess what? I do the same thing over and over again, and I expect the same result. I don't expect a different result. I expect the same result. And if I don't like the result I'm getting, I do something different and I expect the result of those actions. I don't expect a reaction or an action or a response based on something contrary that I'm doing. I can't put on my left shoe and wonder why my right shoe doesn't fit because I'm not putting on the right shoe. Does that make sense to you? So we are one day at a time, again, in the beginning, we're doing everything we can just to survive. We're doing everything we can just so we don't implode and have to blow our brains out or go completely insane. So we're holding on, we're just not gonna drink, we're not gonna use, we're not going to engage in that negative behavior. But little by little, as we're introduced, to a plan of recovery, a program of recovery, and we begin walking that path, we can live the recovered life. The recovered life waits for you. What I described from my vacation, to coming back home, to going to Las Vegas, to having dinner with my daughters, to being with friends, being with family, celebrating at a wedding, going having dinner with friends, Enjoying people of recovery and sobriety who have supported me along the way and people that I can support along the way. That is the recovered life. Don't you want to live the recovered life? I know I do. And I hope that you join us on this journey. Once again, thank you so much for your participation. Please consider. Um, supporting this ministry again for $50 a one-time donation. Don't even give every month. That's why I'm I'm sending you to Venmo, not to my um, Patreon page, which is a monthly subscription or support. Go to Robert-Pardon-3, the number three. So Robert-Pardon-3. Donate $50. Make sure in the notes section that you include your physical address so I can make sure I get the wristbands, the drawstring bag, and the 10-ounce ceramic-covered mug for you as my way of saying thank you. And for those that will be, I will be able to get to and those that I can coach without charging, thank you because your support makes all the difference in the world. You may not ever meet them or know them, but know that you had an input into their recovery, into their wellness. Thank you again for joining Recovery Guy. My name is Robert, I am the Recovery Guy, and as always, we go from broken to whole together. Be blessed and have a great day.